Welcome to the AI Learners Lounge. I'm your host, Cambria, and this is a podcast where AI meets learning and development. From exploring how AI facilitates individual learning to understanding its integration into broader organizational strategies, we tackle it all. Every episode brings fresh perspectives, innovative ideas, and actionable advice for those looking to weave AI into the fabric of the modern learning experiences. Join me as we navigate the intersection of technology and human potential right here on the AI Learner Lounge. Hello, and welcome back to the AI Learning Lounge podcast for episode 25. Now, we are almost a month into 2024, and there's already a lot of talk and new studies about the future workforce needs now that there's more AI adoption in organizations. And this is particularly true when it comes to preparing for a future where AI's role is becoming a greater part of everyday work. So that's what this week's episode is all about, understanding the role learning and development might play in AI readiness. And then there's some insights I wanted to share with you from IBM about how they approach upskilling their employees. Now, recently I came across a study from Washington State University's Carson College of Business, and this study looked at American professional workers' preparedness for the use of AI in the workplace. So when we look at preparing tomorrow's workforce, it really starts with that K-12 higher education space. So in their survey of different professionals, 83% of them believe that today's college graduates should be prepared to use AI upon entry into the workforce. And of those professionals, 88% of them believe that the colleges and universities should provide educational opportunities for students to learn about AI and its practical uses too. Now, there's a few institutions out there that I think are trying to do this. I've read about a couple of them, and they're really moving beyond what we saw last year, which was a lot of trying to ban AI or using AI detectors, which is a huge problem given their unreliability. So now what we're starting to see is universities actually setting policies on AI use that provide real guidance. And some are even using it in the classrooms or incorporating it into the curriculum. So that's like the program where I got my master's degree from, Boise State University's Organizational Performance and Workplace Learning. They're actually building an AI-focused course. So for this, they have a one-credit course that's AI Tools for Learning and Development Professionals. So I'm really excited to see courses like this because I think it's how we ensure in our field that instructional designers learn to apply the latest tools and technologies, not just with general use cases, but in the context of their profession and being able to use them with our own evidence-based models and learning and development frameworks. But when we look at it nationwide, when we think of how well our higher education is going to prepare students to use AI, I think we're probably not quite there yet. There's some doing it better than others, but there's a lot of space for improvement. Now, higher education and K-12 is a little bit out of my area of expertise, but in the workplace as learning and development professionals, it's really something that we need to be aware of and be watching because that's really our talent pipeline. So unless you're in HR, you probably have very little involvement in recruiting. I know I don't have involvement in that. But the knowledge and skills that those new hires come in with is really going to impact our onboarding needs and how we're going to tailor that to meet the needs of our business. So 
We also have a more pressing need, an immediate need for preparing our existing workforce to use AI. So that same WSU study, they also found that half of the professionals, about 80 or 48, sorry, 48 percent are concerned that they're going to be left behind in their careers if they don't have opportunities to learn to leverage AI in the workplace. And like most, they probably read the report showing how roles will be impacted or even news articles on layoffs caused by AI. So really, AI is creating a lot of uncertainty right now, and nobody wants to be left behind. I know I don't. I'm sure you don't. And other studies have shown similar findings, like one from Deloitte, where almost half of employees were afraid about losing their jobs. And that was because of AI. So when we think about how employees are feeling right now in our organizations, how we even might be feeling, there's a real gap between what employees are saying they need and what organizations are actually providing. Because that same study found that Almost half of the professionals that took that survey, they say that their organizations haven't provided any resources or even information about AI or its use for work. So that's not even a policy or a guideline, let alone real training that shows you how to use it. And it's not just negatively impacting employees, it's going to impact the organizations too. Because when employees aren't aware of what's expected, the chances are they're more likely to do something wrong. And the uncertainty they're feeling, it's also going to affect their overall performance because just of the stress it causes and all those other things that come along with that. So whether or not or when our companies step up in terms of clear AI policies, that's kind of beyond us in learning and development to decide. But it's also another space to be watching because when our organizations do begin to adopt AI or even just allow individual use cases or use that's really where AI literacy in the workplace is going to become so crucial, and we're going to have a larger role to play in that because a one-and-done training, it's not usually going to be the answer. So it's pretty easy to bring in an outside consultant or a trainer for an initial AI course. That's something that I do in organizations, too. But it's the internal teams that really have that ability to provide ongoing support and continue to build on what they learn in that course. Now, IBM is a great example of this. So I was recently watching a federal subcommittee hearing on cybersecurity, information technology, and government innovation. And IBM was there and shared a little bit about how they approach building an AI-ready workforce. And for them, it really starts with their previous commitment to continuous learning. So for them, what that looks like is reskilling and upskilling programs that they have annually. And within that is a minimum of 40 hours required for every employee, not just specific to AI. It sounds like it's more general upskilling hours, but there is that commitment there that so many hours will be spent on upskilling and doing this program. But the thing that really stood out to me as she was speaking during the hearing was the transparency. So being transparent about what an employee's next path could be as AI begins to be adopted more and shifts what roles look like and what those jobs are. When we talk about integrating AI in work, there's a lot of emotions that come with it. We have we might feel fear. There's definitely uncertainty, anger, excitement. It's going to be different for everyone. And how organizations approach it can help influence how employees are feeling in general and about the company itself, too. 
So with that transparency, when IBM does this, all of their job roles have a different learning path. So what continuous learning do you need to do in your current role? What do you need to do to progress in your current role? And then what do you need to do to progress out of your current role? So there's three different paths within that role-specific path. And it's really a co-creation strategy that they use to help create one that's going to work for the employee and that they're a part of and that they buy into and want to take part in. So that type of program was really interesting to me as we think about how roles are shifting in the future and how we might start to continually upskill our employees and get them ready for these new roles that are becoming on. But building that type of program, it takes time and it takes a lot of effort. So you have to start with identifying what the specific roles are, mapping out the skills that they not only need now, but that they're going to need with some type of skill matrix and understanding how the roles are changing. That in and of itself is a huge undertaking because the last thing we want to do when it comes to this is guess. And then you start to look at the career lattice. So where else could their career go? It could be an upward movement. It could be lateral. It could be many different directions. And then trying to map all that out so that employees have the awareness of those different roles and where they can go in their career and how they can progress and the skills they need to get there. That's a very large scale project. Now, AI, of course, it can help with this probably to some extent, but it's really going to require human expertise from learning and development and our partnerships with HR and managers and many others to do that sort of thing. So that would be a long-term effort, right? Just because of all that work involved to get it to align with your overall strategy. But there's also things that you can do that have a more immediate impact on some of the initiatives. Beyond just that one-time course, this is where you can really look more holistically at how you can help employees continuously develop AI-related skills. So that could be looking at providing a space just to experiment, to go in, have that safe environment, be able to get feedback and answer questions. It could be an in-person computer lab or maybe done in a virtual space. You could also look at different forums for sharing use cases and challenges so that individuals can learn from each other and the different things they're working on and barriers they're facing. Or you could have short challenges that you put out there or hackathons. It could be more training if that's what's needed, maybe an ongoing series with specific topics or areas of focus. So if we have one on AI communication or prompting, and then you have a follow-up on image generation really depending on what the needs of your workforce are. So those are just really basic ideas of things you can do as a learning and development professional as we start to take on more of these roles so that you can use your expertise to first analyze what's going on in your organization, what they need, what your learners need, and really tailor solutions that are going to work for them. Now, with all this, I talk a lot about the need for learning and development professionals to develop some type of AI literacy and be able to use it in our own jobs and with our learners. But teaching about AI or educating about AI, it's a little bit different, right? We don't have to be an expert in AI. We do this all the time as instructional designers where 
we collaborate with the subject matter experts to get the information we need. So as long as you have that basic understanding and you're working with the right people, you don't have to be the expert. Thank you for joining me for episode 25 of the AI Learner Lounge. Please join me again next Tuesday for another episode.